This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Brought to you by Quantic. Quantic's online MBA and executive MBA degree programs are designed mobile-first with interactive micro-lessons and individualized feedback every eight seconds. Don't settle for old-school slides and lectures. Engage with the modern MBA and experience the future of education. Go to quantic.edu slash techcrunch for more. Gilmore Gang in the Bag by Steve Gilmore This may be counterintuitive. I hope so. I remember the day I first started using Twitter. My friend Gabe Rivera suggested it would be a good idea to sign on to the fledgling network. Basically, it was a land grab. Claim the real estate of my name. I most likely was aware of the fundamentals of the new service, but wary of actually making some sort of overt splash. Why would I want to, as the frame of the day went, announce what I was having for lunch? But I knew Gabe was right. I should get in line for the day it became clearer what good this was for. As Professor Irwin Corey would say, Adam first said to Eve, Stand back! I don't know how big this thing is going to get. So I did, and sat back for almost a year. Eventually, some thread caught my eye, or my ego encouraged me to think somebody might be interested in what I was having for lunch. That led to a series of discoveries we all made about how this thing might work, if it could just not crash from its unscalable, neo-scalable scripting language roots. One of the most interesting things to do in those early days was to misuse the network for creative purposes. If the logic of posting was to deliver meaningful content that would be of interest to larger audiences, we knew where that was headed. Celebrities, verified accounts, a AAA version of the big leagues of mainstream media. Logical, maybe, but not what I was interested in. To the contrary, I relished the exact opposite, an experience where the result was something other than what we already had. One trick I had was to talk conversationally to the tiny audience of those I was pinging with their username. This may or may not have predated the at mention, but the intent was to send a message to someone who was notified of the attempt by a notification. Alternatively, following a small but targeted series of accounts created a stream of posts from people who shared some implicit common interests. Either way, eventually these at-mentioned clouds became a rich source and object of breaking news, jokes, and a stew of social energy. I enjoyed the occasional response and would reply in place as though I was having a private chat. The theory went, if this annoyed people, they would unfollow me and be happier for it. Many did and were. Skipping ahead to now, I still use Twitter in this way for the most part. I set my notification stream to display a subset of my follows, first around 50, then 100, now upwards of 4 or 500. It's annoyingly disruptive of the top of my screen. 
Reading an ebook book is an intermittent experience at certain hours, waiting for the stream to slow down when I'm trying to read the first couple of lines of a page. But what I get is an almost subliminal collage of random stuff from a not-so-random group of what reminds me of a coffeehouse circle of friends in college days. The major news media breaks through repetitively when someone dies or succeeds, but also there are the mutterings of entrepreneurs and thought leaders, captains of industry who relish the direct channel, politicians of the digital underground, comedians, culture cowboys and cowgirls, right, left, and centrist. It's a living, breathing thing, and it's different from everything else. Facebook is what you think of it, but I'm sadly grateful for its function as the glue between family, friends, and a shared personal history. Never mind that it's impossible to find something once it flits by. I hate it, yet appreciate it nonetheless. But Twitter is an imperfect pacemaker in my chest, beating with the pulse of the nation, the notifications starting in Europe, then the East Coast, finally the Valley and Hollywood before I get sidetracked by reality and over the hill to the next day. As Michael Markman quotes Jerry Seinfeld on this Gilmore Gang episode, it's never in the bag and you're never out of the running. Yes, Trump dominates the service and every other network as we careen toward the election, Twitter fills in some of the pandemic's gaps in traditional campaigning. Some are good with Twitter, some are not. But when the shouting's over and the ballots counted, Trump may or may not be left standing. Twitter surely will. Just don't call it surely. Hey, I'm Natasha Mascarenas, a co-host of Equity, TechCrunch's venture capital-focused podcast. I'm usually on here talking to Alex and Danny, but today I want to talk directly to you, a founder. So Startup Battlefield is the same stage where companies like Cloudflare, Yammer, and Dropbox first shared their vision to the world. Deadlines for Startup Battlefield are closed for this upcoming TechCrunch Disrupt conference but we're making an exception and holding off two spots just for you. Here's what you need to do to be in the running. Buy a digital startup alley ticket. Once you have that, you'll be able to meet investors and founders, and you'll be in running for two of those openings on the battlefield stage. So book your digital startup alley exhibitor package today at techcrunch.com disrupt. I'm amped, virtually crossing my fingers for you and hope you're excited. I'll see you there. Yay. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.